This is a warning, another cut to move on. Another beat that's so strong, hold on, and I get wicked in this song. Stir up shit as the wit gets wisdom. Season two, episode is this one. On? Is this thing on? <laughs> RT Podcast coming to you. This is Rich Pelton and George Costa talking about BMX, our BMX businesses, and the sport that we love, F1 racing. So, Rich, so how's good. it been going? It's good, man. Been quite um, a few weeks trying to get you to do yeah, this. Yeah, it's been quite so. a few weeks. It's been uh, it's been okay. Uh, a little slow with the weather. I mean, just the United States had a lot of weather, so sales in the first quarter definitely down. Um, in general, starting to pick back up now that stuff's drying out. Drying out, but uh, it was definitely a little bit challenging. You know, like I mean, not worried like we go out of business type challenging, but you know, we definitely had a, a lot slower sales. And then here in NorCal, we um. You guys had a lot of rain, right? And, yeah, we had uh, tons, like, local, like but, three months extra. And, and both our main tracks here that generate the business for our local scene, which is decent, yeah. um, just in a day. They're both, they're both dirt tracks. So weeks of rain, they take a week to dry out. And then three days of rain didn't dry out by the next race. So a lot of that, but um, that's come to a close. So we're getting back on track and doing some catch up. But, you know, you miss those consumables, you know, like three months, four months, people, you know, wear out tires, wear out grips, wear out this, that. So business side was little slower but you know we were still working on our projects and um the travel we hit the road and tj you know the truck and trailer and the nevises and did some races and uh yeah just now it's uh yeah business as usual everything's good yeah. do you guys ever in situations like that do you ever sit there and say well if we can't go to like the local track you know hey there's this national uh let's see if it's possibility can we get in on it or gold cup or something like that um it's gotta there's be planned out it's That's gonna be planned out pretty out. far ahead. Yeah. yeah. I mean, actually the, the year is planned out in November. Um, yeah. When the schedule yeah. comes out. Our our national loops TJ puts together in November. As soon as the schedule comes out, he's looking at the loops. Um loop being yeah. um being being able to put together back to back races or within within a, you know a week or so back to back. Um just for example, I think we did he he went we just did a six racer. He's home now, he flew home left the trailer in Texas or Tulsa, then a fly back, drive it to Albuquerque and but it'll be here for 10 days. Cause it was too long to sit around. Yeah. But, um, that yeah, was the next did. thing I was going to ask is uh, yeah, they you do. guys leave it in places just, you know, once or twice a year. Yeah. But, like, you know, this loop they did, they went to Vegas, did a gold cup, Texas did a gold cup on their way to, you know, Louisiana, then Louisiana. And then the other weekend off, which they went and hung out in Tennessee. Then we did Tulsa. He fly, flew home this weekend home. Then he flies back and drives to albuquerque then we start a, a norcal loop all our um excuse me our regional programs and stuff will start in june and july so we're back on the west coast with the trailer but yeah so you just jumping jumping in now i mean it's that schedule's set you know it's got 15 to 20 events probably 20 events we're out of the gate there's no no really changing it yeah 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 <laughs> just maybe think back to like when COVID happened you know like obviously all kinds of stuff shut down and usa yeah. bmx said all right yeah we have this national schedule but we we're gonna chase the yeah the yeah so that are open so you know that, that that year we did yeah yeah um so uh, just quickly tj just said Fuck it, i'll go on the road and, and we have these loops and we basically just followed the thing i think we only followed the tour i think we only missed two two nationals but did all of them he just stayed out um I was, and i we had like loop a which linked you know half the states and then we had link b that went further deeper into the into the you know into the east coast like th with the set schedule they had and then c was like stay out you know forever uh, and do everything just stay out um fly back if you want to or need to and 
uh, I told them just, I go, dude, come home whatever you want. You know, like you're this above and beyond. Uh, but if you want to stay out, stay out, you know, and loop a went by, he's like, all right, I'll do the, and we had it all in like green line and then blue line. And you know, like, it was really cool. Like a, like a train map. Yeah. And, uh, he's like, no, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to move into loop B. I'm like, all right, cool. So he did, you know, three or four more races, another month on the road or five, six weeks, whatever it was. And then he's like, all right, fuck it. I'm all in because still COVID was, it was worsening even. And ABA was just running like, um, <laughs> so we, he was out, we had 20 out of 22 or whatever it was. Yeah, and then our crazy. local scene, we got really lucky. Our, the main track, which is the number one track in the nation last year, they stayed open. Uh, our County wasn't real strict about it. And, you know, BMX isn't school run or federally run. It's privately owned basically. And the USA BMX is private. So they're, they, they're just like, if you can run, run. And, the city or county and city never messed with roseville so we stayed open and we had like our best year ever locally because we had people coming to the shop going uh google says you know we googled what can kids do and they said in, in Placer yeah. county they said bmx they're coming in and like because our shop isn't like set up for retail but i'm like yeah let's go to the track and i mean we were killing it you know number plates gloves grips yeah. tires all this shit that's more out on bikes and if they come the second time they're buying a helmet and a jersey and yeah it did really well uh, yeah we, we never were, shut we were down. fortunate in covid we never shut down either. And I think when uh, a lot of people's Asian supply chains got choked out because we make everything here, it was like all of a sudden people were looking for stuff and they're like, well, we know we can get it from Renan. And, and we yeah. literally never shut down. I mean, obviously with the building at my house, it was pretty sweet. Yeah. Just wait yeah, to yeah. come out. So I think but yeah, we had, we had a lot of some of the tracks around here. I, I remember getting so frustrated. I didn't even want to go because it was just so annoying. Like they had some rule that you could they could conduct like and i understand they're trying to work with like the towns and the whatever but they legit came up with a rule that they would allow it to happen if people wore face masks underneath the helmet and i'm like oh. come on like <laughs> this is just that's what i knew like people are losing their goddamn yeah. minds you know so just like whatever is bad we got, we got lucky we got lucky yeah. for sure but you went to Tulsa and yes. uh, that was a recent pro race at the new headquarters with that uh, kick-ass facility that they have. Uh, yeah, how it's, was it's it? awesome. It was great. Um, the attendance was down and national attendance has been down and spending has been down. So this year, like even added to the, the weather, I think, you know, economically, everybody's watching their dollars a little more. At least that's what it seems like, you know, where our sales are down, you know, 10 to 20% per event, which is not good, especially when you're on tour. But um the event was great. I haven't been to one. I missed, you know, the first two pro race. I like to go to the pro races because we had a lot of bigs on our team and, and our international team. So, um, I had Vilma's birthday and then my daughter's birthday on two, like Florida and, and rock killer. <laughs> so I don't know what it was, but I missed all those. Yeah. And then, so I finally, I just bought a ticket fairly last night. I had it kind of planned, but didn't like put the stamp on it. But I bought the ticket and went and yeah, the facility, I saw it under construction that grands year. They had, I went toward it and then, so the 2021 and 2022 grands, I went back and forth, got some packages. So saw, but this is the first time I spent, you know, four days there. And, um, just being around 30 years, I pretty much just have access. I can go wherever, you know what I mean? I can walk around freely in the building upstairs. Now it doesn't matter. Like, um, so yeah, cruising around, sitting at the desks and the offices and Gork's done a crazy, amazing job, but the, uh, the hall of fame and uh, yeah, it's awesome. the museum, it's just amazing. Um, and then just going in a couple of motos, I went up and sat in the, the patio mezzanine thing they yeah. had. And yeah. it's just, it's just a rad facility, man. It's really, really cool. Track's amazing. Racing was good. Um, had a good time. I like, you know, I love going to the pro races. So, and their tennis was a little low too. I think 
part of it maybe just during the summer or you know spring's getting started so everybody's starting to do their regional stuff and we had 120 moto in lemoore same weekend so kind of you know with money people i think the regionals are going to get big that's why we're hoping for a big june but um yeah racing was good there's some good controversy going on and continuing on with uh isaac and and Cam. wood so that makes yeah. it fun everybody loves that <laughs> i've got yeah. a really good video of that first turn from day two i was um that was when uh was it isaac hitting cam or can uh, uh well you, because then they, then joris swooped in and yeah joris swooped in that so day, it was right? going just hauling ass in the first because i was i was in the first turn there it was him uh isaac was outside of sylvan and sylvan was outside of uh wood those three going in they pretty much blocked they came together blocked sylvan out and they're pretty much locked in going into the turn they weren't they were they were hooked up pretty good, so it was going to be difficult. But um, it was Isaac on the inside. I no, Isaac was on the outside trying to come uh, around, and he had an elbow uh, in front. Yeah, but uh, Wood just kept pushing him up. Whether he tried to turn or he, it's hard to say. But being a racer, I know you can get locked into a spot where you can't turn anymore because they're they were. I mean, they were on each other. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. was it intentional? Did he ride him up the turn and off, or was he just were they so linked together that that's all they could do? And that was and from like Isaac. the day before the cutoff on the last straight. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where so, Isaac literally like pushed Cam straight. Yeah, off. he yeah. and there's technically well, they're self-regulated forever. You know what I mean? But I guess it was so bad that they had to follow the rule. I even asked a couple of the guys, like Sylvan was behind them on that too. I'm like, yeah, fuck you guys, just start protesting everything now. Like no moving over. He's like, he's like, boss, I'll tell you, it was it was bad. He's like, he's like, yeah, he went from line to line within one jump. He's like, it wasn't just a, a subtle move over he just fucking chopped yeah he's like, yeah he's like if you're gonna call one he's like that's a fair one to call yeah but i've seen that calling it that happened a couple of years ago um i want to say it was like 2011 2012 i remember being in orlando and it was when dominique daniels was racing and <laughs> she did the exact Double same knees. move on elise in uh -huh. the last straightaway and i remember they like that jen called her for it they yeah. called everyone back to the finish line. I remember being right there because I was filling out team sheets and stuff. And Dominique was just screaming at her dad, Daddy, why did they do this to us? <laughs> and I will never forget this. It was the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. From across the straightaway, he tells his daughter, he's like, Baby, that's because we're black. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say it. <laughs> I uh, whatever, I was there. I, I don't care. <laughs> I heard it. It's it's oh, uh, fucking awful. So it was. Uh, yeah, I mean that kind of shit. It it's one thing like when it's super blatant like that. I don't think the person doing it can can assume that they're getting away clean. You know. Yeah. Um, it's just one of these things. Like if you didn't do that and Cam. Came from behind with more track speed and took the win. Then yeah, he deserves the win. Um, you know, so I don't. I don't think yeah, it's... I can't. I can't disagree. But I am in the self. Yeah. But if but if it's that bad, I mean, that's a tough call. I mean, the, and then some people say, hey, the leader goes where he wants. It's his track, you know. So yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of a old school versus new school and pussies versus men. You know, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it, it can go either way. I mean, that, that, yeah. I just take the word of the other guys in the race. They said it was. It, if you're going to call one, that would be one you could call. It was that bad of a, a chop, but yeah, whatever. So probably the only people who are really like 
against it is probably Isaac at the end of the day. <laughs> that day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that was a feeling. That was a feeling. Cause I was like, man, that's going to open a can of worms. Cause the yeah. video you can rewatch on USA BMX. You can't see what happened. They clip, they chopped away, but I guess there's a hidden <laughs> video because that camera still obviously recorded and Gork has made yeah. like a, a, a little thing with it. They were showing lines and stuff. I forgot to ask him about it. I'll have to see if he'll send it to me. could be confidential. Yeah. Cause they, um, I was in the offices up there, Big and they controversy. Were, Watch they're out. like, "How much do we? How much?" You know, BA was talking to um, uh, Wally, and he's like, "Well, how much do we promote this? You know, like this. How much do we fuel this fire?" And he's like, "Dude, not too much." I mean, because I understand it. Again, I was sending him NASCAR shit to that guy. And those dudes that suck each other up. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that in NASCAR. <laughs> no. One of the guys started talking shit to the other guy, and he grabbed him, dude. He just, oh wow, yeah, that was uh, Chastain. Him. I don't was, know their names. That, that was the guy who did the video game move. Oh, did yeah, I don't even that? know what he did. It. What happened? Yeah. No, oh, no, I, don't. I, I don't know what happened for the fight, but did you? Uh, I, know I didn't see the move. I just saw the fight. Have I you seen it? This was uh, going back a couple of months now. Uh, that The guy, I know the guy involved in the fight is this guy Chastain, uh -huh. um, but he did this video game move in, in one of the races that's out there. If you look it up, it's wild. He basically. Oh, yeah, told, yeah. Around the outside? Yeah. Where he just yeah, hit that, the that, wall that, that, and that, gunned you know. it, and, and it was pretty wild. Um, yeah, but, it, so you know. which guy was that though? The the that was Chastain, the guy or the chunky kid? I don't know. I'm not yeah, sure. A lot of them are chunky like Peter, in NASCAR. Peter. They're not like F1. So I know I don't. I, I'm start, I'm starting <laughs> to know too much about Indy because Gross Gene is in it. I mean, I'm not like a Gross Gene fan, like you know you say, but Grosjean, not Gross Gene. I know Grosjean. I know. So <laughs> would kill me if you listen to this. Uh, so, anyways, back to that. Oh, thing. I, so I started sending BA and and Wally nascar's post like they're showing the fight like like I'm like come on guys like promote this shit yeah <laughs> uh, I don't uh, know. so wasn't you know, uh, but, I, but i do again it's kids versus adults you know <laughs> yeah wasn't there something that happened in the women's class too um i don't know i don't watch the girl ones too much trying to watch them i know uh at least one one of the days right and, and, and uh, uh Sia, Sia. Sia, uh, Sia, Sia yeah, which yeah. is tangent equipped, so that's good. Oh, there you go. Um, Ross was the Chastain what? and Denny Hamlin, yeah, I think so. Um, do you happen to remember what moto count was there at that race? 180 ish, I think. 180, yeah, yeah, I think that's what it was. It was down from last year. We actually put a scratch on it. We're not, we won't, we won't go there again until it's, until it's until back up to back stuff. Up. That's that's two years of um fairly slow sales, but 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 I, I mean, so that on that side was blah but the event i mean it's great that facility is just killer yeah. man it's just so nice yeah it's just um, a long way for you guys to go you know yeah yeah we put it in a good loop all that support we thought it'd be good but when it's looped together it's nice you know you just go weekend to weekend travel and and just try to put together some sales and some stuff but it was it was a slow one um so um oh we so uh just wrap that up we had i think felker won one day um Ava or Ava Corley uh, that we picked up this yeah, year. She's she national the champ, national champ for junior. Yeah. So now she's a national junior champ. She's national number one and world number one. So she's got a bunch of titles uh, that are really cool. A little controversy and, there, isn't there? Because uh, like there, I saw some somebody saying something about Team USA not not uh, selecting Corley and Bricardo for their for the funded oh, team. I don't even, 
I don't even know. I don't yeah. know what the team is. And then, yeah, and then Bicardo, which is a tangent equipped rider for a long time, part of our cartel, uh, yeah. won that one. And that was that was just fucking awesome. That was such a good straightaway and move. Like he killed it. I mean, you know, I, I've known Bicardo a long time. So, you know, it's uh, Anthony Bicardo or young Shibby. And he's, he's Anthony right now. And I say Rap that because, game. yeah, after he, um, uh, you know, because, you know, he smokes weed here and there, that kind of thing, whatever. So someone's <laughs> like, Anthony. You're going to piss clean? He's like, oh, dude, I'm good, man. I'm Anthony right now. I'm not young shibby. <laughs> so, oh, he's uh, uh, he's good, fired cool. up. And he was, I mean, he's, he was racing strong. I, I mean, I wouldn't even expect that. I mean, I, I watched him race his whole career, adult career, you know. And, uh, man, he he was flying. He just nailed that straight away. It was, it was great. So really stoked for Anthony. And Ava, I mean, there's not a lot of junior competition. And so that was pretty much a hands-down easy one. Um, but still another title to rack up. And uh, if anyone was looking like the future, you know, Elise Post, that'd be that'd be her. So cool there. And uh, yeah, they're, just, they're on the next one. They're prepping to go to, she's going to go hit some uh, World Cup. She'd, uh, she'd already have some two pro titles by now if she was future Elise Post. So. <laughs> Watch yeah, yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> no, I mean, future, like just down the road. I know Elise said it young. I mean, he's a phenom. She won it like 15. I'm mean, not, not saying she's going to take it over, but we got to have, we got to <laughs> yeah. look forward to someone. Elise is, oh, I know, Elise, I know. He's getting old, bud. <laughs> yeah, keep it going <laughs> yeah, as long as she can fuck I'm, I'm all for it she's amazing made the athlete yeah someone to yeah. i mean look at that career and yeah her, i mean it's amazing for sure yeah that's Lovely. i have known her since she was a little girl yeah so cool so yeah uh, so tulsa was good what's next on the race schedule for you guys um uh, albuquerque so tj flies back to albuquerque uh, i'm sorry flies back to tulsa drives truck to albuquerque and then it comes home and i think we have four or five races in a row in norcal yeah uh, norcal or nornav i don't even i don't even know the schedule i look at it Vilma was like where are you going I'm like fuck i don't know i didn't look next week she's like well i kind of need to know I'm like well look at the sheets <laughs> thing i just get in the truck with tj or <laughs> whatever yeah. where are we going <laughs> only thing i'm i'm gonna do this year is uh go to our local national out here in cape cod and then and then hit up grands all right so that's a good headway to our the business section here and this week um because stuff has been a little slow, probably both places just kind of trying to keep up with like manufacturing and stuff. I thought that we would talk about uh, some kind of topics surrounding our businesses. So one thing that people try to, that, that people ask sometimes is like, how do you come up with like a new product or how do you make like the decision and what's like the methodology surrounding that for when you want to, you know, do something. So uh, from your end, uh, I know you make a lot of different stuff at Tangent. Uh, it didn't start off like that. It started off, I think, with like either shirts or pads, right? And then, uh, you know, the original guy that owned it, which I was lived, you know, in the same city. We I rode for a team as a kid. He uh, he made number plates first, and then he made those pad wraps. And uh, he would kind of make a couple shirts here and there. But when I joined up with him, I started making more of his clothing stuff just for fun. Yeah. Um, and then you know he stopped for years. But yeah, it was when I even when I started back up, it was pads plates and t-shirts and numbers that was it that's yeah. it was just a little so the evolution in the 90s for you started from like number plates and pads basically yeah. to where you are now which is yeah. a pretty extensive product catalog for the most part so yeah um you know from your perspective at tangent like how do you go about uh you know picking what it is next that you're gonna do like um in the beginning you know, we did pads and plates because you could kind of do that and, and make money because um, everyone had to have plates weren't not they weren't uh, uncool to leave on your bike. 
and pads were mandatory. So you have, you know, 50, 60,000 riders that have to have pads. And there's only a few companies that were doing it. So <clears throat> you could generate some decent money. I mean, it was before it was like a full-time gig. So um, it was kind of cool. And always wanted to kind of do more, but it was just what we did for a while. What forced us into starting to move forward. I mean, it was actually just me at the time um was we they they stopped the pad rule so you're looking at like 30 40 thousand dollars of income <laughs> we sold that many pads just gone <laughs> like poof like like oh shit so did you guys actually, try fighting that at all did you just try, like, talk um, so they they it? changed the rule and then everyone flipped out yeah and they're like what the fuck do you guys do you got to give us a heads up we've got inventories you know like you, you can't just do that shit without thinking of anyone else you know yeah great we got it you know you, you can't enforce it anymore cool but just to drop it you know like going into the, the rule book change in november no more pads next year cool i got twenty thousand sets of them in my storage or in my you know my <laughs> warehouse here so they reworded it a bit that they're highly recommended i don't know or they, they they didn't say just fuck them somehow but um it still wasn't the best but it kind of helped so we can kind of sell through i'm like well man i'm not gonna survive on just plates and do i even, even this is back when i could have just quit tangent at any time you know because it was almost nothing um and i'm like well fuck you like i always wanted to make we had started making some aluminum stuff um uh, sprockets and stem stuff that you can make in america it's one really thing you can because i wasn't in the taiwan hook hookups yet so we um we had some like prototypes we had making a stem through that snap guy and then he was gonna make some he made a couple gears but then another guy took it over and like you know what i'll put oh we'll sell through these pads we'll, we'll buy a machine and start making our stems and and gears in-house so that was that <clears throat> and then we gradually just what you want it's like am i gonna be a bike company or am i not you know like where you where am i at with this so just gradually added stuff you know like there was no really rhyme or reason to be honest we what can we afford to make oh we can make seats um and then i made my first trip to taiwan in 2009 with tony d and the haro crew and like oh i can make seats i can make grips looking at stuff that you can afford to make really yeah um and then it just kind of progressed to a point where it's like hey we're a bike company we're a bike company. we need to make everything you know we uh, and so it's just slowly what can we afford to make next what can we afford to make next because some stuff has you know expensive mold costs and that kind of thing and just so we really no rhyme reason you know we make headset spacers because you know it's like break cables headset space we only made in the last few years because shops call like dude we want to order everything we want to order your stuff it's like but fuck we gotta we're just gonna use this distributor or we're gonna use brg because we can we don't want to make another call to buy headset spacers and chainring bolts and seat posts like so it's like okay fuck we need to make seat posts and well let's just make chainring bolts but it's like you know you gotta buy six thousand dollars with a chainring bolt so it's the first the first buy-in sucks. It takes a good couple of years for it to be a staple in someone's store or distributorship. So you're just sitting here with a million chain ring bolts. So no rhyme or reason there, but um, development, say we pick frame, we'll pick frames, make it quicker. Um, we had a team, Tan had a team and we rode a couple of different frames over the years. We rode Intense um, and then Haro. I think we were running Haro at the time. And then my buddy Oscar is like, dude, I can try to make you some frames. You want to do your own brand? Because, you know, we're marketing. We're spending all the money marketing. We didn't, we got a couple free frames. So it's like, you know, let's get into that. But it's expensive. And, you know, it's it's not, not hard. I mean, TJ comes from the frame side. He worked with stats. So we uh, we just kind of sat down and go, all right, we want to try to do this. So we worked with an American vendor. Um, and he's just a, a small, like, one-man welder. His name was Oscar. We call him O-Dog. And he made us like team frame. So we didn't even really sell it. We just made it for the team. 
and then people are like, "Ooh, that's cool. That's cool. We kind of wanted to see. So we, we say, Hey, we'll make us 30 of these. And we sold some. And, um, and then I find when I went to Taiwan again and met with some frame makers over there, it just, we want to make stuff in the United States, but you just can't make the same stuff. It's not even, it's not on the table. You know, they can't, we can't afford to make hydroform tubes here. And, uh, yeah. you know, the I, mean, I think that that's a, that's like an engineering manufacturing question. We're going to yeah. see that. You're going to see that kind of stuff in the future. I think. It's, yeah, it's great. I mean, I, I don't mean, care. I mean, I'd with, like the U S maybe I don't care. Yeah. With everything happening in the world, you know, it, I think it'd be smart for a lot of people to, not necessarily plan for the worst, but have have some kind of action plan. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. impossible to do. It's no. just, uh, but it does require like a lot of effort. And it's a lot. I mean, it, it is a, a lot of effort. Yeah, I've been so, a lot of fact. I've been a pretty much the factory of everything where our stuff's made. I'm not just blind. Yeah. Like some people just order stuff. I mean, nothing against people that don't go, but like say build Supercross. I've never seen him at a trade show. I've been to Taiwan eleven times. You know, but you can just do it from the phone and drawings and all that, but I enjoy going, I'll enjoy going to the factories, seeing yeah. how my stuff's made. Yeah. yeah, see yeah. Stuff, you know, hanging there. But so I'd love we, to go uh, there at some point and just hang out and just, uh, yeah. just, uh, you know, go with someone that's been like, go with me or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Just like go to see the first couple of times I went by myself. Like I got lucky with the Harl guys. Um, he invited me in, took me under his wing, but then the next time yeah. by myself was still even, I'd been there, but now fuck, I can go around all by myself and doesn't matter, yeah. you know, but, um, and so I, for me, it wouldn't be, uh, it wouldn't be to like, think about making things over there. Cause that's like one thing that I, I just don't want to do. It's just something right. like we, we have made some stuff, uh, like the smart sprint, uh, that was 100% made in Asia. One of these things yeah. where I just, you know, talked with an Let's agent and worked through product development of that particular product, but. That was because uh, the other path of doing that here is very difficult, takes very yeah. long. And I kind of went down that path with GCOG because that was fully made here. I made them in here, you know, right, right. Uh, like the circuit boards and everything. And uh, but for a lower um, a, a lower price product uh, that's going to appeal more to the thousands of, of people like. I wasn't ready to handle that kind of manufacturing. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, so sure. one of those things. But um, so, but seeing what's going on over there can give it basically gives you a lot of ammo and, and ideas of how to do things here. Yeah, you know can, I mean, yeah. So. sure. Yeah, I didn't mean like make stuff, but even you know, just go to hang. I, I mean, most of it is hanging out. We meet with some agents, and I just like I enjoy going to Asia. It's just fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, we. So back to frames, like the methodology, we just said, well, heck, we can make our own. Why market for somebody else? That, you know, we don't get any money for it. We might get free frames, you know, 10, 15 frames. It's like, well, if we're going to yeah. be a bike company, we need to kind of just keep moving on forward with product, you know, try to make everything on a bike. So we went, we sat down with some, some of the riders, got specs and, um, yeah, the geometry is all within a couple millimeters and, uh, you know, half a degree here and there between head tubes and C tubes. And, yeah. um, we scrapped the domestic project. The frames were breaking. It just, we couldn't get the quality um, that we needed with the light, especially with lightweight hydroform tubes. They're just stock, you know, or not hydroform, but um, budded tubes. Um, we were just having problems. So looked at Asia and, and then we were able to work with a little bit more stuff too. You got, you know, open mold, open mold tubing. You can buy from, you know, Hoison Tong. Uh, they've got just catalogs of stuff. So we we're able to get cooler tube sets. And so we put tube sets together. They do drawings and 3D catting and then make samples and do graphics. And then, yeah, we could put, put out our, our first Taiwan frame and it, we did pretty well. And then we, you know, we're on our third 
third generation or second or third generation of this new model and yeah it's going really well and then the next day then we just pick the next project it's like you know hey like carbon forks you know we don't get into it but it's like you know okay we got a frame we got a chromoly fork well we need to make a uh carbon fork you know the market's pretty open um nothing i mean it, it's saturated but not you know like there's no big powerhouse anymore everybody's the box you know an answer you one thing that or not. one thing that i i think really sucks for anybody making carbon forks are these catalog ones that are out there that yeah. just any tom dick or harry yeah, is yeah. you know uh like ordering a few then trying to slap their stickers on it right. that really hurts i think you guys investing a lot of money into uh trying to do a project like that that's that's your own mold your own yeah all of our thing. shit's 100 we designed it yeah i mean it we, i don't want to get too long with it but so yeah so yeah. frame that's what we did, but like so the fork you know we um say okay that's our next project and it's a money thing too say okay we can afford to buy some mold tax i mean we have three molds and we don't have cruiser yet so you're talking a good chunk of cash just for the molds yeah and then you gotta get your opening order another big chunk of cash i mean you're talking 20 40 60 80 thousand dollars you know yeah. and then and I yeah. said it takes a good couple of years to become a staple and start yeah. getting people to buy your product over, you know, box answer, you know, speed codes in the game icon. But so, um, we have the brand name that anything we make will sell because, you know, we, we make a, it's a true product that we develop and we have a good reputation. We make good stuff. So we're not scared to ever make anything. We just, it's just time and money, you know, like, okay, we made enough money. Let's, let's open a mold. So we yeah. still don't have cruiser molds cause we need to sell through enough 20 inch molds and then we can, okay, let's take some of that money Fun and that put it to cruiser molds. Yeah. Even back when we did 3d number plates, we, didn't open both molds at the same time. They were 10 grand. Like, well, let's do the pro size first. And then the next year after we had sold through some and put that profit towards the next thing. So we're just always constantly investing. But um, yeah. yeah, so that's kind of what we do. We just pick the next project. So we only have a few things left. If we want to do a big boy crank, uh, alloy hoops, uh, clip pedals we'll never do, brakes, the brake shit we'll never do. Yeah. Uh, so tires. Chains. So, like chain, you know, yeah, that's just you that. put you just put it on a box. You know, it's just we're yeah, yeah, yeah. looking at we're looking at doing chains, but John had actually jumped on the same brand that we were gonna use. Um so I'm like, ah, fuck it, no big deal. And Kroopy, so Kroopy and John, they both these are two main brands, but we can change the box if we want. But that's one of those things too. The the dealer's like, Hey man, let's you know, we want to buy chain. Like, are you gonna ever make this? It's, you know, if you could be the one-stop shop, that'd be great. So yeah, I did all the paint, deep. all the testing for John uh, for the yeah, chain. yeah, and yeah. that's where um, uh, we we evaluated like a whole bunch of them at the yeah, all the tinsel the place I went to. Yeah. Fuck that is yeah, yeah. yeah he, and, he remember him telling me he's like he's taking it to MIT to get all tests. So I know it's gonna be good or you know some shit. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't <laughs> MIT, but uh, yeah, well, <laughs> it was, it was MIT it was UMass Dartmouth. But uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Was, maybe he might have said the college. Yeah, I don't well, know. we probably I, I mean you for sure on that project. Like we did the most thoughtful work. I think that you know because most people are just slapping their name on a box and then sending yeah. it out you know and yeah, they're like, not really uh, like no offense to that like koopy it's just uh we know exactly what brand it is there just you just put your name on the box yeah yeah john's chain's the same it's just a oem oem open mold yeah. chain thing but there was a lot of options for that and yeah, basically tons. what i'm getting at is like the selection of theirs was intentional yeah. You know, it, it yeah, 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 yeah. He tested everything. Yeah, it was like too. 15 or yeah. 20 different versions. Absolutely. And it was like there was criteria that I set that I said, okay, like look what this one did in this scenario. Right. And uh it, it was it outperformed all the rest. So yeah, no, John uh, the John's yeah. awesome at that. He does his homework, he ain't putting out shit. Yeah. Um they, so, they're top notch for sure. And he, you know, he wants the best product. 
Yeah. So, yeah. I had actually uh, tested that. I had made a small section of that aluminum chain years ago when I tried building my son's first bike because I was trying oh, to yeah, get that, that weight, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta come back to that on the yeah, that hopefully, hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully, yeah. Uh, I don't know when the issue is going to release, but I, I submitted everything to oh, yeah. USA BMX. So I'll wait. Okay, cool. It's a it's a super cool build. Um, is it compl- is it done? Like you've got it built? Oh yeah, it's done. Yeah, okay. I've yeah, seen some pictures. It's oh yeah. Uh, right oh, bitch. <laughs> So, so you guys don't yeah. know me and so me and George <laughs> can see me and George can see each other on we're we're yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. we're like we're a little bit janky we uh we watch each <laughs> other on messenger but the uh the the call is being recorded on a uh an app so the, <laughs> yeah, the no, app doesn't it, have visuals this so is part of the problem sing- with with having visuals and not posting the visuals but um like yeah so I have this super super light bike build that I did for an issue that's coming up for poll um I am uh pretty confident it's one of the lightest ones ever done uh it's yeah. got some really wild stuff on it but yeah, one I'm of the stoked. things because i i did talk about know. it before is that i actually machined uh i cnc machined a chain yeah it's insane <laughs> um there was something like 150 pieces in it but um oh, that's funny and uh you know i i gotta get back to that because i i haven't done it i haven't done anything with it since i i worked on the project but um uh to get it ready for the magazine but i actually may the, the manufacturing of it's not too bad with the equipment that I have. And uh, I have to work some things out with like my anodizer and things like that and, and right. kind of make some custom racks to handle it. Oh, I mean, yeah. They're saying that was going to be a challenge for them. Yeah, because it is like my anodizer wants to uh, wanted to charge like a minimum of 35 cents per piece. Yeah. When you think about a chain, there's like over 150 pieces in it. So like right. the cost of the anodizing would be like 50 bucks right there. Right, so right, right. How you know, this is going to be something that's really yeah, very, very high end. Like all those seventy dollars chains all day long. Those little yeah, this isn't going to this isn't going to be seventy dollars. I'll tell you that. But uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe when someone it, will buy it. That's what I'm saying. One hundred twenty. When it comes out, it. it should be pretty cool. Um, yeah. I I won't. We won't sell a ton of them, but yeah. it'll be that really high end thing. If somebody really yeah. wants to go yeah. and and uh because you'll knock a quarter a pound off your bike it's, it saves 100 yeah. grams uh right yeah, right off of that which is wild um but the the testing that we did for answer when we threw uh this aluminum chain in the mix um most of the regular chains break at like 2,000 pounds or so this aluminum one broke at 500 pounds which is pretty surprising um yeah. but when you think about it like we're putting chains that can break at 2000 pounds that 30 and 40 pound kids ride, but right, the right. same 200, 300 pound, well, not too many 300 pound people, but like a 200 pound person rides, you know? Right. And that's a seven X difference from right. what you're seeing. So um, I think it'd be absolutely suitable for. I'm sure. Yeah. Real young kids. I would, kids I would, like I would think issues. so. Yeah. So yeah, that should be something pretty cool. Yeah. It'd be kind of cool. But um, um, so regarding uh, how I approach. Yeah. How do you, so how do you, you approach? Know, to, so um a lot of my stuff kind of revolves around uh what i what's possible for me to do because one yeah, of the, what you can one make the in, the middle, is, in your shop yeah because one of the things is i have never really done a ton of stuff in asia and i don't necessarily want to um when i had to i did uh smart sprint was done in asia the internals for our uh it wheel uh was like a standard um cassette you know, ratchet, uh, ratchet ring assembly. Um, that all came from Asia, but, um, 
I really don't have the personality to deal with uh, <laughs> managing that. And I get super frustrated. Uh, even when I was helping the guys at answer uh, with their stuff, I had to deal with some of it and I would got super frustrated with it. Um, <laughs> so I would much rather just do stuff here and the things that I am capable of. So um, with conventional mills, like uh, you and I both have three axis mills, that lends itself to like certain types of products that can be made, you know, yeah. ears, stems, uh, spiders, stuff like that. But uh, a big difference came for me when I decided to invest in the lathe because the lathe that I bought is also kind of like a milling machine and it's kind of like two lathes combined. Yeah. Once I, I bought that machine with the intention of um, making a whole line of products like the bottom brackets, uh, because of all the milling features, I was able to create that the mini hive crank. Yeah. Um, you do the hubs. I could. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's 100% possible to do on that machine. But, yeah. um, you know, it's one of these things just like you, like, you know, yeah. there's things that I would like to do and, and kind of yeah. add to the mix. But um, yeah. making prototypes and stuff is super easy. It's planning out for production and, and keeping up with that production. And, yeah, and yeah. thing you know, things that the first year that I had that machine, I think we released like, uh, I think it was like six new products all in one year. And it was yeah. like, oh wow! And if you if you think about like, oh shit, I'll, I'll be I'll be all the way through the bike by the time like yeah. <laughs> you know the, the next year comes around. But then what happens is you get to a point and something's set up to make a particular thing, and then you sold out of something else that you have, and you're like, right. oh man, I got to put this other stuff back on. So yeah. Kind of. Although we don't, we're not fully utilizing like. Um, I mean, we could even have more time on that machine and as far as like a first shift is concerned, right. but, um, it, you know, we could go to like a second shift and, and get more production out of it, which is not there right now. Um, yeah. but a I lot of the stuff, my, I just lost my second shift. He oh, did you? To, yeah. Cause he, he, he is a friend's son and he, wanted, he was working the, he's 18, 19. So he just, he wanted to, he played a lot of disc golf and he wanted to turn pro and all that. He, and he was working <laughs> in the sheet metal industry, kind of a newbie. And he's like, man, and I, I had used him here and there when we were, we were, um, overflow. So he, uh, he did that for a, a year and a half. I go, well, you know what, dude, I go, I got two machines. We need, I need them running. We're busy enough. If you want to come in and do like a three to nine shift, two to nine shift, I'll take you. I, go, I can't do a day shift, you know, cause I need to, you can run the machines. So he did for a long time, did a year and I, and I just let him off whenever he wanted. He's like, Hey, I'm going to be gone on Thursday. I go, dude, you don't even really gotta tell me just for courtesy. I, go, I don't care. You're, yeah. you're overflow. So he'd sit there and do assembly and run the machines. If it didn't happen, not the end of the world. It's not day to day stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And even points we got to where we had so much inventory. I'm like, fuck, I, I knew it. I kind of back his hours down, but we just kept making stuff and it works out. You know, we sell stuff we sell. Yeah. So he finally, he's like, yeah, the pro thing didn't work out. So, so I'm tired of being broke, you know, working part, you know, 30 hours a week for, you know, 19 bucks an hour or whatever. He's like, or 18 bucks an hour. And he's like, ah, I'm over it. Not over it. But he's like, I'm just going to, I realize I'm not going to be pro. <laughs> so I'm like, well, dude, at least you, you know, you stuck your neck out and gave it a try. Go now's when you want to do that shit. You know, yeah. Like you, you go for it while you're young and you know, cause he, it moved out. We ended up moving back home for half a year, trying to keep this going. And he's like, yeah, I'm just going to, I'm going to get back to my career. Are you not going to play at all? He's like, nah, he's, I'll play for fun. He's like, but I'm done. I'm going to, I'm going to hang up the disc golf. And <laughs> so, so he's just, I just looking to, to, to like change careers to do something different. Him, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he, yeah. Went, he, no, he he went back to sheet metal because it's like full time, you know, however that fucking union shit is, and yeah, yeah, he, yeah, they're gonna send him some schooling. And so he's like, no, nah, I'm, I got to be committed to this. So I'm 
gonna gonna start it you know gonna start a career job you know yeah so i was like well that's yeah. awesome that dude he was a great kid but yeah i mean right now it's okay because we're not needing to slam shit out but i know at some point we'll need to do that because like you said you you make all this shit like we've never we haven't even made 140 cranks and above because we keep having to skip shit in like stems we're moving tons of stems so we make thousand stems and it's like okay well, let's get the cranks going and some spiders and fuck we need another, we need more stems yeah you're like dude i thought we're making cranks like, well we sell shit tons of stems we don't sell shit tons of cranks so yeah. we're gonna put the cranks off and you know making stems again so then it's yeah been a year so it's yeah crazy. that happened to us uh this you week, think that's actually. gonna happen um we had to clean out uh like every time i run different materials i gotta fully clean out the machine and i yeah. uh we ran out of uh some titanium chainring bolts the other day so i'm like all right i gotta get gotta get this thing all set up gotta set up started running some tie in the time that i that we were running out just like four or five bars we had already sold out of some sizes of cranks and those are gonna have to go on at like the start of the week because yeah, like yeah. um we almost can't keep stuff on the shelf for our for our cranks like and and it's all sizes all the way across the board but um so like that limits to some extent like you can start that i have ideas to make all kinds of stuff but practicality of trying to run it yeah. like you have to schedule that in and and have the workflow and i'm uh, that that's where basically my um my focus is right now is trying to look at making the entire shop like very efficient and and how to utilize things without necessarily depending on people 100 yeah. like doing big part layouts and utilizing the entire workflow or like on the lathe there's a lot of bar picking pulling which is you know basically having like a little robot like automating yeah. like advancing things and you could just set something up and kind of walk away and it you know pumps out 90 chain ring bolts on you you know and right, nobody's right. really doing anything so um so yeah my manufacturing for the most part is really centered around the equipment that i have and and the facilities that i'm i'm using but also the you know a few years back like i made a decision i mean having a, a young kid as you'll know like if she starts getting into bikes and stuff you start wanting to like hook them up and, and get something set up and you know, when my son was two and I was building this super light bike build, that's where I developed like the race light gear and I had a STEM design that I wanted to make and this and that. Right. And I just really enjoyed like having all these like super high end light parts in that kind of realm. But um, ha from running the team, the first year that they added rock to the team points, I uh it, it was the first year I paid attention to rock because I never registered my riders ever in the past because it didn't count for team. So, who right. cares? but the year that that happened and they published the rock list, I remember I, I took the PDF and I like scraped all the data and I put it into a spreadsheet and I plotted everything. So I had like everybody in North America who's qualified for rock and I, and I graphed it of basically number of people versus age. And it was pretty telling because there was, I want to say at the time, I think this was like 2018. I don't know. It couldn't have been 2018. It must have been like 2016 or so. Um, there was about, I think, between 10 and 12,000 people who qualified in North America for the rock. And when you look at that broken down by age, uh, the majority, like the bulk, like 7,500 people or so was between the ages of 8 to 12. It yeah, was yeah. eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 10 I was like, kind of tell me about this. Before, yeah. 10 yeah. was the peak. So yeah. to me, I was like, well, you know, 
I'm going to, I'm going to make parts for that demographic because yeah. they're, that's where you're going to get the most people in, you know, wanting to do something. Yeah. So, and that, that's kind of where we vote. That's where we, the, the focus changed at that point in time, but um, right. we also needed equipment to be able to make that kind of stuff. So right. that's, um, you know, kind of what's happened here essentially, but yeah, you know, it's been a blast. It's uh, yeah, definitely challenging along the way. It's yeah. definitely hard to make everything, you know, <laughs> I, the growth is all fun. Like we've grown decent and had good sales, you know, just as being a staple brand. And, but it also, it's like, it sucks. You know, we've got to be really careful. I mean, yeah. Our fucking payroll and shit. Now, the, our minimum to run the business is like 30 grand a month. Like, yeah. It's like what the fuck's going on? How did that number get there? Like try, I, I was like, that can't be right. I'm adding it up. Like that's the cost. Like just that's the cost. So I mean, we've got to exceed that with profit. It's like, how did I get to where it cost me $30,000 a month to run a business? Like it's wild. Like, you know, I, just, I mean, I remember not so long ago it was, but you know, just in my bedroom on a desk and then with these big, there's big bedrooms. We lived in a warehouse and, uh, and I threw another desk in there. My buddy was helping me sell shit. We had two desks in, in my bedroom. <laughs> so it's a yeah. full-on bedroom story. You know, like I started out of my bedroom. Like legitimately, that's where I worked first, you know, when I first started. Now it's if I don't do some pretty big numbers, man. <laughs> it's uh it's scary. Yeah, that uh that other that um the the reason why I want to do this podcast because I listened to this uh other podcast called The Business of Machining. There's a phrase that they always say on that, which is growth eats cash for breakfast. So it's like, uh, it's wild. I mean, cause it's, it's happened. It's been such a slow organic grow, you know, nothing. Yeah. There hasn't been any like big breaks and any big, Oh man, that, that was a hit. We just slowly and methodically added something. Like I said, there's no rhyme or reason. Yeah. I would, I wouldn't give a shit about making brake cables, chain ring bolts, headset spacers. But when you get people going, hey, dude, we don't, you know, we're, we're gonna buy them BRG chaining bolts, but we want to buy your. He's like, you guys, you need to make a lot. Of, a lot of people requested us to make yeah. that stuff, so it's just easier for them. They just want, yeah. we just want it all to be yours, you know, which is flattering and cool, and they don't want to make two phone calls. So some of that, those small parts, I would never even consider. Uh, we make literally just to be a one-stop shop. Or when you're on our website, you need chaining bolts, you can buy them. You don't gotta like, oh man, I gotta go to another website and buy something else yeah so. it's also ideal for you because uh you know you're at so many events yeah yeah well, the, getting, that's all the, yeah selling our own stuff to straight to retail is huge yeah it's just like the big the best profit margin is the yeah. best way to do it it you takes know? a while and, to, to get it i mean you get your initial investment you know it takes a good couple of years to you know, yeah buy sure. ten thousand dollars of chain ring bolts you know you're not selling them in a month dude. it's it takes yeah. a while <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah yeah and that's uh you know with how we're doing stuff here it's uh i don't have to do that big run i don't have to make right, right. ten thousand chain ring bolts you know i They've can make bigger what'd you say they're requesting more units like it's getting bigger like yeah it's harder to get small small amounts of stuff like oh no yeah you know like you need to buy a hundred or you know depending on what the product is you know, it's a hundred per size of handlebar which you know we used to be able to 20. So yeah now we want if we want chrome five and a half so it's 100 like well fuck, i don't want to make 100 it'd take me three years to sell 100 of those yeah and so that's the advantage to, to doing controlling it like i am like i can make what i need or i can make a little bit more than what i need and yeah we do the same with keep our things going yeah we do that where we can you know having the infinite control of stems and sprockets is awesome you know yeah we need we're out of 44 black and the kids just have a chart they go look at go look at this blank wall yeah, you know, if they, they, I don't need to be in there babysitting you. Like, go look at the wall. What's not? What's not on there? Because we we make them all raw, and then we have a, a raw wall. Yeah, 
built the fucking holes, dude. Like, so th then it would be built the chart because they would guess wrong. Here's what the wall minimum needs to be, you know, 44, <laughs> 30, you know, this 30. So now they just basically just make the wall, make the wall stick out this far. Right? 30 gears is 12 inches, like, or whatever, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Out, and, then, and then they pick and go to Anno and then they go to, and then there's another chart for what, what colors are. So when the colors get low, go to the raw wall, pick them all off, send them to Anno. Yeah. Like it's really easy. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, Oh, it's really easy visual, but it's nice to control that, you know? Yeah, for sure. And that's the kind of, that's what I'm going to continue doing. And if there's things I can make, that's what will happen. If there's maybe one or two, two more pieces of equipment I'd like to get for this place. Um, but then other than that, there's just some things I'll never end up making because it just doesn't make any sense. So. Yeah. For us, but. we've got cruiser forks. Um, that's next. We haven't even really hit marketing hard with our, carbon fork yet just uh getting them in here and our stock's not super high so we kind of one of those things we order this many so we're kind of they're trickling out and then we'll order some more start marketing heavier i know uh, i watched but, a podcast the other day uh that this this guy was uh uh saying that he's like i really want to get these tangent forks but i can't find them right now like the uh, tangent carbon forks so yeah, yeah. um but yeah they're so. available on our website they are now they I mean, just two weeks ago, I think. So, um, yeah, so 24-inch forks. And then those things down the road, like alloy rim, tires, we have no no idea when. I mean, it could be years. It could be never. You know, it's not yeah. a priority. We make almost everything now, and we can barely keep up. So um, that 24-inch carbon forks, that's definitely we'll start making those, uh, you know, getting the drawings and samples, not going the next, you know, 12 months. And then it's funny. We talked that, that much timeline too. That's another weird thing. It's like, Oh, it's going to take a year. You know, like what the fuck a year? Really? Like we've been doing the podcast for a year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we just crossed a, a carbon, a carbon frame. We were going to do it sooner than we just got our aluminum frame does really well. So it's not been a big giant issue for us. Um, people ask, and I know they'd sell, but you know, it's another heavy investment. So that's something that's on the horizon. Um, We'd like to get going sooner than later, but you know, we said that last year, so it's like, uh, we'll, we'll get there. But, but that'll think, be the trip I go with you. We go to Asia yeah. and then we go to Malaysia for the F1 race. Oh, that'd be dope. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I mean, I like going during the trade show because sometimes <laughs> there's some, I mean, we don't use, I think we only use one. Well, one's gone open mold projects like our, our flat pedal. It's just a loose ball bearing pedal. It's super simple, but grippy. It's an open mold pedal. Well, it's closed to any BMX brand. We've got it closed. Basically, if you commit to a certain volume, they won't let any other like race brands say, Hey, these, these five brands can't buy into this pedal. And most people, most of us respect each other. If they, we know that shit, they've used that open mold. We yeah. won't, we won't go after it, but you know, like I, you still want to talk to your people, you know, your distributors or your, or not sure your agents or your, manufacturer depending on what you're dealing with go hey look man if i order you know five thousand of these a year i want it closed um and that means you know no one else because i know like there's a mountain bike company that uses it but that's not bmx race so you know whatever uh yeah so yeah it's, i don't know if we'll get to the next stuff but you know we're pretty content but i mean definitely not content we don't want to be complacent but it's just it's big money project the shit that's left is expensive like tires we want to do tires but like uh you know we got other things it, it's all one at a time we can't we can't go all right this year we're gonna launch tires we're gonna launch carbon frames and we're gonna launch whatever <laughs> oh back to open mold we have open mold pedal and like seat posts are open mold everyone uses the same but that factory quit making seat posts during covid so i don't know if they do or not but we're opening our own molds 
at another shop. So we'll have our, even our own, even our seat posts will be our own molds. Yeah. So I'm going to have like a hundred thousand dollars in molds, you know, sitting in Asia <laughs> between forks and uh, seat, like our seat foam on our, our race seats are our own mold. We had them thinned way down because yeah. the, the open molds are not much. So you get a couple grand in a mold there. So we have quite a bit of our own original stuff. Nice. Well, I think it's so probably, nothing new on the horizon for you. It's uh, just business as usual until do you get time to uh, tweak tweak out on something? No, I've got I've got uh, a new product that I'm working on, uh, but I'm really just trying to. Uh, I'll announce it once once it's ready for sale um, on the podcast. But uh, yeah. really, like the product's pretty much done. It's in testing right now, but it's probably. I haven't made things like this in the past. So gotcha. we're, this is going to be the first foray into the, the eventual goal is that I'm loading up the entire workspace of the new machine that we have and running multiple parts to where after a few nights we have fin complete finished hardware coming off. And cool. then every day we'll load up that uh, it'll be four pallets worth. We'll load up four pallets worth of material and just every night, crank out a whole bunch of products um cool. and uh all unattended so nobody yeah that's awesome doing that's really anything awesome. so and then i can burn that know. shop down right <laughs> there's nothing <laughs> to burn down <laughs> not gonna burn down water so yeah, uh, yeah you know but um that and and that's why i'm really taking my time and trying to go slow with it right now because the product has lots of different sizes and there's so much programming involved and everything. And I want to make sure I get one size correct first. Um, well, you'll see it when it happens. <laughs> know, there's not a lot of sizes of a lot of things. So. I already told you what it was regardless. I know. Like, <laughs> I know. That would, but, that would just uh, be my guest. Just thinking, what could it be? <laughs> there's not seat sizes. You can't make anything else in that machine. But the cool thing I'm is that my once it's done, uh, I'll have like this this uh, methodology in place to you know do lots of things like that. Yeah, and, yeah cool. Um, so it should be cool once it's going, and and we have everything here to make it. So yeah, um, that'll be cool. But good uh, transition point right now. Yep. We've been yep. quite a while into the podcast. Let's talk about some F1. When they're good, they just roll, dude. Um, yeah, F1's exciting to me right now. Yeah, I know it's uh, I just because of the controversy and, you know, when I started F1, uh, I don't know, probably four or five years deep now, um, getting deeper and deeper every year. I, I the last three years are pretty damn like pretty gnarly. Um, I haven't been into a sport like that in a long time, but it's just it fish like it's got all. Yeah, the there's a lot of because it's, it's so much that I've just loved it. But now this year's good because when I got in, it was like boring watching Lewis and Lewis, Lewis, Lewis. And and as you learn like you i don't even think you do as much as me watch youtube well i think you do watch youtubes and yeah, look at igs and really get to know the personalities of the guys yeah it, it gets even better you know like you know you always complain about lewis he is he's a little whiny bitch half the time but it's but he's, fucking oh, yeah, lewis. he's totally. great and then so it's been really fun like i'm not a, a max fan like but i'm a max fan almost because it's fun to at least it's not, Everyone gets so seven years is a long time to get tired of something. Now Red Bull's whipping everybody's ass for two years. That's still like that's still not that boring to me. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Bringing Checo into the mix. They've got a little driver battle there. That makes that awesome. Yeah. Um, watching Mercedes drop back, you know, three, three, three manufacturers is awesome. And then watching them try to figure the fuck what figure out what's going on. That's like awesome stuff to me. Like, I feel it, like they're like imploding. Like they yeah. they they we're so down the path of this uh side podless design yeah 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 that uh 
And, and the sad thing about it is it's really like, like this has got to be eating away at Lewis because not, yeah. not, you know, there was that controversy, you know, with how everything went down and he got uh, screwed to some extent, but um, you know, now we sit in there like I'm getting older. Yeah. I don't have a car that's as good. I'm trying yeah. to get one more win to be the, to have the most wins of all time. Right, and right. he just literally cannot do it, you know? So, yeah. but and we, I go on he's one shit a all day whiny with bitch and yeah, he's he corny with half the shit that he does. So God, I think it's kind of like when he fashion. shows up at this Miami, fashion thing blows my mind. <laughs> when he shows up in Miami looking like, uh, looking you know, a grimace, you know, yeah, it's I just don't, like, I don't get it. <laughs> he's, on, he's off the wall. And then Max is, Max is so obscene, right? Like the stuff he says is just so blunt. It's so awesome. Yeah. It's so fun to see. And then, but then he cries too. I send you that one that says, "I don't know why he's got to take such a chance in the first turn." And then it says, "Also, Max, <laughs> bam!" I'm just showing the same thing over and over. So many different instances. So, so I just good. can't wait for him to do it back to George Russell because he's gonna remember and he's gonna <laughs> yeah, be like, oh yeah. "Okay, here we go. He's, this is your he, turn." He's on another level, man. I mean, Dude, how how crazy was it that that car had? And we're talking about the Baku Sprint Race where George Russell went into side um, pod into the side pod of, of Max Verstappen, George Russell tore a hole that was probably about a foot long in that side yeah. pod. And the, the Red Bull was fast enough to get away and beat everyone except for Checo. Yeah. Which is wild. <laughs> With a hole you know? in its airflow in its arrow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that car hole. is just so dominating. And, yeah, uh, yeah. It just goes There's... to show you like how important the aerodynamics is yeah. for, uh, I mean, they're going like 30 kilometers an hour faster than yeah, the next and their, their wings up person. Is insane. They say, you know, the when they hit the DRS, it's like it's rocket ship shit. They don't understand what's going on, and it's the same gaps, but you know, a little bit different wing or whatever, or just yeah. how the whole thing in a whole. It's got to be in a whole how it works. Yeah. And speaking of that, you know, uh, Merce, there's just so much fucking drama. You know, Red, uh, Mercedes tried to hire Newey. You know, like tried to pull away, which yeah. is one of those dynamicists for Aero guys. So if you guys don't know, which most people probably don't. Yeah. Um, uh, Adrian Newey, he's uh, tried to hire Red him, Bull. which has been the greatest guy ever. Yeah. And then, but then I saw a thing too where Schumacher, you know, it's this guy's thing was, you know, Schumacher's the greatest ever. He's like best personality, but he's winning titles. And Schumacher left Bennington. Was he right? Did he win titles with Bennington? Benetton, yeah. Benetton. He left them on when Benetton was on top to go to Ferrari and and start a whole new chapter, bring them from the gutters. So Ferrari was doing shit and they made an offer to, to Michael and said, hey, look, we want, you know, you're the best. You know, we know we're not right now, but we want you to help us get back to where we were. So he left Benetton. So he would have maybe had one or two more championships, this guy's saying. Yeah. He left and went to a basically a bottom feeder almost. Ferrari was so bad and worked with them for years to get that car back to what it needed to be. So yeah. he took on a whole other challenge. So that he could be, you know, eight, nine titles if he just went with he just stayed on winning cars. Like, but he he, yeah. he said, you know what, I'm gonna go here and I'm gonna, I'm gonna they've got they sold him on, you know, you you uh you go to Ferrari and you don't need a passport. You know, that's in one in this documentary. You won't need a passport. You know, like you go wherever the fuck you want. You're, yeah. you're bigger than life. So that I didn't really realize the point that, you know, I kind of didn't follow it back then that he left a winning championship team to go to Ferrari. So technically he could have one or two more titles already, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Everything's kinda, decisions in life, you know? Yeah. But I mean, that guy went, that guy is just straight up legendary for the stuff yeah, that he, that he did. I mean, that, yeah. And people want to talk about dirty, right? Dirty drivers and things like that. Like, like everyone harping on Max, literally there are races that Schumacher did where 
he just straight up T-boned people rammed, just to take them out all together. Rammed them. Like, yeah, guess just, what? If we both don't finish, you can't win. <laughs> I, I was titled, yeah. The documentary is pretty good. It's on Netflix. It's it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's not bad. If you yeah, guys haven't seen that or noticed it on Netflix, uh, there's a it's a pretty recent release. It's a yeah. year within a year, maybe. Yeah, probably. Uh, it's yeah. decent. It's a decent watch if you want to get some history and stuff. So pretty wild though. Red Bull is is won every single race, either Checo yeah. or Max. Um yeah. Big surprise of the year has been, which is pretty awesome, is Fernando Alonso. Not only it. for how good he's doing, but um, like the fact that there's rumors that he's dating Taylor Swift. He loves his teammate, which is yeah. just giving him giving him info. Like, <laughs> like, he, but he knows he's a kid; and he ain't gonna beat him. You know, he's like it's like his little brother now. Tell him to try my break by. It's just been a big yeah, help. I'm like, he's watching him on TV. I hey, tell Lance that was a good pass into turn one. <laughs> I saw some memes that said, uh, tell Lance, my mom made cookies for him when we get back to the pits. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. Fernando, Fernando never did that. Like, Fernando and Lewis were teammates yeah. when it was uh, McLaren. McLaren. And uh, there are there's a documentary, that there's a Fernando Alonso documentary. And in that one, they talk about how you know, Fernando was already like a world champion, I think, at right. the time. And uh, Lewis came in as this young hotshot. Yeah. Um, Fernando, at one point, had like bribed and bought presents for all of Lewis's mechanics to really like pay more attention to Fernando and what he's doing. No. <laughs> it's just like, like, so Fernando's never been this that guy. Like, yeah. That, that guy. And yeah. now to see him doing it, it's, and it's hilarious. Like, even. It's good. The Max interview, and he's behind him smelling the, the yes, flowers. Just, um, he's on a different. He's just in a different place, and it's awesome to see. Yeah, but he's still down to be the villain, you know. Like, uh, yeah. Like, and one of his interviews, like, that's everybody needs a bad guy. I'll be the bad guy. I don't care. Yeah, the Taylor Swift song, antihero. <laughs> yeah. So he, uh, <laughs> Ricardo. Speaking of that, Rick, Ricardo has that interview. He's like, yeah, there's no way. That's bullshit. So, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so speaking of Ricardo, I, I love. You know, I'm a Danny Rick fan because I like fun people. People you know that are great, they're talented, but can still have fun. You know that's kind of my steez. Yeah, and so I've been seeing a lot of stuff. I mean, you know, they said Red Bull hired him because their, their reputation is just so mean, and Max is nasty, and Horner's nasty that they needed they needed someone just to be fun again. And so, and he, and he's a great great backup. So he does all. He's been doing all these. I don't cameos. think they, I don't think it was because of Max's attitude. Like at the no, end no, of no. They, they want this is what this one people's opinion. But Danny but they, Danny provides a massive marketing right. opportunity. Yes, exactly. Them, that's the know, true part so. of it. it, it but that's what someone says like hey yeah. they're gonna make they're gonna make red bull happy people you know, like make it a happy place again you know instead of just a bunch of grouchy winners and so, why not stick it to zach brown and have <laughs> yeah, him pay dude. 19 million dollars for yeah, danny for to all the to promo work bull. you know he's yeah, doing commercials he's... so awesome <laughs> and then their cars are just same shit i mean even now now he fucking even norris can't pull a thing out of the mud so yeah mclaren um, i don't know what's happening there so um it's sad it's times yeah. for anybody who is a McLaren fan. I, yeah. I feel like they need to probably get rid of Zach Brown. And uh, you know, I think Andre Seidel's still there yeah, as the know. team principal. So, but, um, but Zach brings the money. Uh, you know what they say. Zach's, Zach's negotiated all the all the team deals and sponsorships. Like That's what he's really good at. And he's brought a ton of money into McLaren. Well, he needs to step back then. And then they need to yeah, get yeah. a good. Get something on the F1. You can keep doing the marketing. But you're, you're genius. Yeah, he's so they need some new decision makers for sure. And then yeah. Alpine's openly, you know, saying, Hey, well, this is bullshit. Like, you know, you know, we brought in Otmar to change the 
the ideology or whatever and like it's not happening fast enough and we need to i've just seen some some stuff that alpine or whatever is posted and yeah they're, they're not happy stuck in the mud they're not happy with that like but openly Alpha like Tari is Alpha in the Tari, same yeah. position well i mean yuki's doing all right but devries i mean 9 10 yuki hasn't finished under 11th this year so he's been oh like really 11 10 10 11 11 mm. yeah so he's had four really five races 11 or better so that's about where they need to be um but devries just sucks yeah and speaking of they you know the danny rick thing um they're saying that you know they're gonna these are now these are rumors you know ig pages stuff like that yeah um news sites i mean i don't have the junk ones i have a couple of junk ones because the memes are funny we are uh, a so, credible f1 source what are you we, we are <laughs> you can, we'll filter through it for you so the, the danny rick you know, they brought him on because he can do just back to danny rick because he's so much personality he's doing t-mobile commercials he's doing what you know like all taking taking with all their sponsorships like hey you can't get max but take dan people would love danny you know I mean, he's yeah. so fresh in everyone's mind like fucking hey that's great so sponsors i guess are super stoked you know and then they've got a great backup driver and then now there's rumors that devries from his own saying division ride whatever is going to increase improve he's not going to by summer break he's he's going to just quit um and no, then, he's not going to quit he's going to be fired like well um, yeah I, well the ones i don't yeah i'd have to reread it but he would he way, would never quit yeah, yeah 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 it'll be yeah. helmets saying like hey look we gave you a shot i don't know what's going on yeah we've got this other driver in the wings it's ready let's to move go. in ricardo so that that's so. This, this rumor that's going out that that's going to happen and then allegedly danny rick got seat fit yesterday for alfatari <laughs> so like i said i don't know if that's true but you're just reading and that if stuff danny rick goes to alfatari i hope both hazes kick his ass <laughs> consistently okay That's consistently because gunther not, was begging begging danny and he, he just wanted like 10 million i guess he wanted 10 million they said in the, one of the he never stories. even talked to him there was never oh was that a, was that him just guessing returned. okay I don't, he, I mean, he, I don't just, know. he might have been like him guessing like he probably wants 10 million it might have been something like that you know oh maybe we, yeah. we didn't bother with it. you know he's gonna want 10 million he never even returned the call but you know yeah. mark my words like Haas better kick his ass every single outing. Yeah, I'm. 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 doing good, man. Yeah, and so let's go. I was gonna say, let's go to our, our, uh, our kinship, our machining <laughs> partners that we machine with. Uh, Haas is fucking awesome right now. Yeah, K Mag, K Mag's finished. Hulkenberg well. is doing really well. Fucking killing it. Yeah. Uh, last race, not so much, but yeah. uh, I think. But the guy, these guys are scoring points. They're getting up there. Yeah, yeah. They're almost best of the rest. They're yeah, they're it's, just like it's a one or the other. Below. They're having good. I mean, they haven't put it all together. Yeah, but man. There's there's definitely glimpses, and there's glimpses every weekend. You know, it's it's not one, it's the other. You know, one's qualifying fourth and got tenth, and and then one qualifies, you know, gets into Q two, and then he finishes whatever. So yeah, we've got we've got points and seems like they're all feeling pretty good and they're pretty happy with stuff. So yeah, it's yeah. awesome to see that. Um, I think Imola, Imola is coming up uh, not this weekend. I think it's next weekend. Um, and Imola is typically a race that a lot of people bring upgrades to. So, yeah. um, you know, Mercedes, they said they're changing all kinds of shit. Like they're changing that whole, their whole direction change is coming. Uh, I believe they said for this race, is Imola the one next weekend. I think so, yeah. And then they have yeah. three in a row or four in a row or something. So it's gonna be uh, an awesome month. I think that there's like four or five in a row. Yeah, I think five, it's five, five and six five weeks. Five races right? in six weeks, yeah. So it's four in a row coming up because this weekend's off. So he did this race. That or it's gonna be three off. weekends in a row, one weekend off, and then two weekends. Back oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It'll probably be yeah, something like that. There's different math, yeah. yeah. So but yeah, um, there's some good racing coming up. Yeah, I'm but, excited. Um 
Imola is a really high speed track too. So uh, the aero have, packages and stuff. You know, mad when you like I'm starting to remember what tracks do what, what kind of racing that you know like two years ago I just know they're going they're racing now it's like oh that track that's this you know I know the turns and I know so yeah yeah, yeah. Back, you know it's a street course <laughs> like, you know, it's like Jesus Christ it's getting bad. Imola is the one that has uh the one the, the one turn called Parabolica oh so Parabolica it's, yeah it's like this big that big bank really no it's not bank that's Zand oh, no. Zandefort in okay. uh in the Netherlands has the banked turn Gotcha. I think that's the only bank turn in F1, I believe. Yeah. But um, Parabolica is just this really, really high speed, and it's shaped like a parabola, which is just a mathematical graph. But um, gotcha. uh, that's not the one the kid died, is it? Uh, Imola, I think, is a race that somebody died at. Uh, it's yeah. if you're thinking uh, Charles uh, Charles Leclerc's cousin. No, that was yeah. Suzuka. Okay. He died in he in he Japan? didn't die. He got into the accident <laughs> in Suzuka. He died in the hospital. He was in like a coma after that. Gotcha. Um, I don't think that there's been anybody having anything major. The safety has been amazing. Like, uh, uh, what's his face there? The Chinese driver, uh, Joe Gon Yu. I think he's the last one to have like a major when he flipped at, I think yeah. it was Silverstone. I'll say your phone. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, when he, I think it was Silverstone where he flipped, but he went into the barrier. And he got yeah. kind of trapped there. That was like the last scariest thing. But he also slid on his roof for a long time. And uh, <laughs> that's yeah, got to be super scary, man. Snow, especially the top thing snapped off. So he's even lower. He's yeah. like, it's right on his fucking, it's right on his uh I think he had halo. like a flat spot in his helmet. Yeah, right on his know? halo and on the back thing. So oh, man. because those were glued on before. So now they made them interweave them into the, or more than glue. You know more, you know the epoxy resin, whatever. It, they had to be, that had to be addressed, and they changed the safety on that. Yeah. So yeah, no. there's no halo. They, I just actually saw one that said if there is no halo, and just showed like last five oh, or six dude. bad accidents. I think Fernando Grosjean, would have been dead. Rojan, Hamilton, um, yeah, oh Hamilton's head. That would have uh, been Leclerc's Leclerc head back when he was on uh, Alpha. So there's yeah. some good head ones. And I mean, what's his name? Grosjean would have been decapitated. Because oh, he yeah. split those two barriers. Yeah. Like, he went through 100%. that thing. Like, he literally wouldn't have a head. <laughs> like, it'd be fucking gone. So, he wouldn't yeah. matter burn up because he'd be headless. So, it's, and he's even saying, he said that. He's like, dude, I was against it. Didn't want to do it. That was the worst thing ever. Yeah. He's like, I would be dead. <laughs> yeah. But then it also almost killed him, too, because he couldn't get out of his fucking car. Like, he, I just yeah. watched the, his YouTube on that whole thing. And he was stuck in there pretty good. He said, he's like, I was stuck, and I could feel the heat, and I couldn't get out. And then I tried to move my shoulders, and I couldn't get out. And then I relax for a second. I'm like, fuck it. That's it. I'm done. Yeah. And then this is, you know, we're talking split seconds. And he, then he's like, fuck that. I can't let my kids grow up without a dad. And he just fucking ripped his foot, like ripped his foot out. Boot stayed in. And he just kept fucking just pounding because they have that upper P, you know, after the belts, there's the upper, the upper that they, they can get in and out, you know, squirreling, but it yeah. needs to come out to make it easy. So he got himself out, the, you know, obviously just in time. If you haven't seen that crash F1 people like, Oh my God. Yeah. Insane. That was, I think Abu Dhabi, um, a couple of years back now, yeah, Romain yeah. Grosjean crash. Insane. It was his last F1 race too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there was only two left or something and he couldn't make it. He was trying. No, I think that was the final race. Was it? I think it, I no, think no, it was, was like, two. No, I don't think so. No. I remember trying to get back. Like, I could be wrong. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to like put a stamp on or anything. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought, thought it was, was a season. I thought it was racing. a season finale, and that happened. Um, and then what happened was Toto 
made an offer to him in the next season saying to drive that, a Mercedes that won't be the last time you're in an F1 car. Oh, right. Did um, he do the drive? Did he do that? Yeah. So Romain Grosjean, um, he had made, he had this offer from Toto because I think Toto felt bad and wanted him to not have his last F1 experience be that fiery crash. Right. So he had promised him like a practice session in a Mercedes. Right. And, and I, I think he did do it. I kind of remember him in a Patronus outfit. Yeah, I think like it happened. And it might have been in France or something like that. Yeah. So that was like even a bigger deal. But, yeah. you know, yeah, it's just wild stuff. F1 is awesome this year. Uh, yeah, I mean, fun. some people might think it's boring because Red Bull dominating. But um, it's fun to see a domination switch. So, so three, four years. Yeah, fuck, man. It'd wear me out. But <laughs> and, and it's not just Max. Checo's there and Checo's there. They're letting him race and he thinks yeah. he can do it. I don't think Checo can be Max and not going to happen. Matt, I don't know. He's just a fucking stud. He's on another level. Yeah. You know, his tire management and speed. I mean, he ran those hards so fucking long so yeah last weekend's race was miami <laughs> which is the second time that they've they've been at that venue and um in qualifying for those who didn't see it charles leclerc spun out like he likes to do and ended the the, the qualification session before max actually posted a good time Checo was at the top of the leaderboard max started from ninth and worked his way through the field quick and yeah, then quick. lasted on these tires well, almost the laps. whole yeah, almost the whole race he lasted on the tires he, and then came on on fresh mediums at the end. He so, made it the whole distance so our pit stop wouldn't matter. Or did he have yeah. to pass Checo? No, no, you he, know, Checo came out right in he front was, of him. He was he was 1.7 behind yeah. Checo. And, and they're fucking ground and they're the other thing they're saying was amazing that they knew that going in like seven or eight laps before that. Max like, okay, where are we at if we pit here? Uh to be about I think he was a tenth off. He's like, uh 1.7, 1.8. Yeah. You know, it would be the, the switch and they brought him in and that's what it was like, fuck their the shit that they're doing on the stats and their boards and the, what they have and is mind blowing. It's so precision. Yeah. It's crazy. And it's crazy too, because like Max and I think maybe one, maybe it might've been Kevin uh, Magnuson. They were the only two on that strategy in the beginning, which was hards to start yeah. on hards yeah, yeah. and uh, everybody else was on mediums. So it's a gamble you take, you know, but um when you're you Max, know, it's, it's exciting. It's, when it's Max, it's a little, little rigged his way just because he's Max. <laughs> I, I, rigged isn't the right word, but you know, it's 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 biased because it's Max. Well, he, can, I mean, he can try stuff. They want to support him, you know. He's a stud. Yeah, no, I mean he's a he's a stud. It's I mean it's all deserved, man. He's killing Sergio it. Sergio Perez is not gonna last for many, many years. You know, he's gonna have one or two more like really good years, I think. But then I, I also think that Checo probably want is gonna want to hang it up. He's got little kids. Yeah, you know, yeah. He, he, that that schedule. They're talking about going to like twenty four races. I think yeah. next year. So that schedule is brutal. I don't. Even and I'm wondering are they going to start fucking splitting drivers and shit? You know, like for, say uh say uh Alphatari. They're not going to they're not going to get in the constructors championship. You know, like do you get two drivers? You know, like twelve and twelve or yeah. I don't know. Just, I don't know what see, the rules see. are for that. I don't know if you can only put in a substitute if there's actually something uh, wrong. Yeah, I don't know. You well, know I mean, because there's that thing. I don't know if you saw that one thing that said red bull it's like just someone's this is a random guy you know, on a, a reel or whatever says that red bull could have three drivers in the top three you know max could win at x race and then checo would get second and then they could put danny in max's car for the last five races he would get you know first second third that push him into the points so red bull could have three drivers in the top three you know i don't think you could do that yeah it's just it's a funny like thing yeah it's it's funny but uh <laughs> max should fucking go take a break because max <laughs> max hates that there's this many like openly 
yeah it's sprint format is like fuck dude we do so much shit and then like in miami i guess i didn't watch it but the driver they did a driver walk out that took fucking 30 40 minutes yeah like, that's normally we're meeting with our engineers we're sitting in our car we're getting in our zone he's like dude we're not just fucking driving you know cars down the road here this is like mad concentration and, and getting ready mentally and a lot of shit and like they're praying us around like who the fuck does that so i thought it was feedback on that. I, I i watched it live i uh i thought the rollout was pretty cool but fernando made a comment that said if you want to do that kind of stuff that's fine but you gotta take out. something else away yeah, yeah so i don't think that they need i don't think that they need to be especially going to the race like seeing them in the back of like a car driving around that doesn't yeah. do anything for us you know no. like who cares about that yeah yeah so, even when we were there it's like I would say, well, but you know, the fans get to see him, but we saw that. And I'm like, well, that's stupid. Like, I yeah, don't care, I don't care like, to see that. You know, it's, it's literally dumb. Like I'd rather yeah. have them do the, the roll all like they did with LL Cool J uh-huh. that you can watch it on TV afterwards right. and see what it's like. And then, but who cares about the driving around on a car? You yeah. Know? It's kind of yeah. dumb. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. A trade would be great. But yeah, they're like, yeah. we're in our race suits, and you know, we do the driver there, we do this, and now right before these the guys race, complain we're... a lot, though. I'll tell you that. Like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. for how much money these guys make, like it just blows my mind how much they actually complain. Did I send you the shit. one that had the confirmed uh prices? So it's like or confirmed salaries. It, it that's how it starts confirmed. Yeah, it's oh, no. like million, million. I I it had all their salary. I think max is at 55 million or something this year. I can't yeah, it's just fucking wild. insane, dude. That's why the 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 picture I sent you and Eric Gerke, the $250 nachos. <laughs> that's why when you go to Miami and you buy nachos, it's $250. And I didn't areas. open that one because some of those click through, they go to Facebook and it opens up. It's all weird. I didn't click. That's funny. So that would have said $250 nachos. It was, a, it was a picture of a menu and it said nachos for four people, $250. It was real? It's real. It was real. Yeah, man. <laughs> wow this is not a cheap man's uh no, sport or no. uh hobby but it's awesome nonetheless so speaking <laughs> of falk you know my buddy um he's going to my i told him he, he's going to monaco and he's djing there for some event yeah i was like and i was like yeah i'm expecting you to come home from monaco all fucking amped up and ready to go because i'm coming to vegas like i'm booking my tickets i'm going to vegas and either he's like he's like yeah i was talking to my wife you know my fiance about it he's like you know, we got at least have like a big, you know, this big mansion house, and we we got at least have a watch party at the minimum, you know, like and then after party and all that, like a big yeah. shindig, um, Vegas style, because he'll cater it, like he'll just do all kinds of shit, like he's got, <laughs> he's got fuck you money, you know, like literally fuck you money. So, dude, my birthday uh, cost twenty grand. He spent twenty grand on my birthday party. It's insane, Christ. dude. So, um, I can't imagine what an F one party. So he's gonna come back from Monaco because it's glitz and glam. And he's all that. He's got a Lamborghini. He's got a fucking Rolls Royce. He's got a twelve million dollar house. He's got a trophy wife. You, you know, know he's, he's, just, gonna, he's gonna send you pictures of him with like uh, Verstappen and Charles. Uh, you know, he, he, I don't know what if, he's doing. And now nah, he would do. He would, if he's DJing he would take, one of these things, he would take. He's might doing be, yeah. it's something for Ferrari. I don't oh, know okay. dealerships. So it's Ferrari side. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he'll send them, but he'll post them. And I'll just be like, fuck you. But um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm going to Vegas. I don't know. And he's like, so yeah, we either get some tickets or you know, just do a party. I, I, either way, that sounds fun. A party at his yeah. house is it's a uh, it's like being and then you'll get the vibe of the city and all that shit. So I'm 99% gonna be in Vegas for the race. If I actually go in the stands, I don't know, but because he lives yeah, on, yeah. on the out one of those little outskirts, Ritzy cities. I can't remember the name of it, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm for Vegas. I'll be bitching. Yeah, man. Still got a while for that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, lot of lot to go. Lot to go. We got Imola coming up. Uh, I think it's probably a good place to 
you know end the podcast but yeah. uh it was good talking to you man and uh you know check back in a few weeks see where everything's at for sure all right man we'll, we'll start the okay it was time because it's like another week another week so to get it it's like okay three weeks i'll, I'll three start week telling notice. you i'll start telling you next week that we need to record <laughs> and then and then we'll be on the six week schedule well now so. now there's you know like a couple weeks ago i'm like dude i i haven't done shit i'm, <laughs> I'm sitting in the fucking rain selling nothing and there hasn't been an f1 race there's that plenty of things there's i know we can but yeah dude it's just about, so. it's fucking depression session it's all cloudy <laughs> and yuck yeah you know there's nothing to be excited about i gotta be in the good mood question. dude <laughs> <laughs> so anyways now it's like there's race every weekend there's f1 every weekend there's just fun shit you know it's like more vibe not just rainy sulky no sales days <laughs> they get you down but yeah i'm never down so yeah man it was good chatting um yeah i think we're good cool all right. Signing off next all time. of our fans, all of our 250 fans. We're up to 250 <laughs> fans now. I think you said, right? We get something like that. We had 2,500 well, listens. So, yeah. But yeah, something but the like people. We're not getting newbies. <laughs> I think it might be better like if we did the visual. I don't know. I, do people like, they don't watch the podcast. Is that a thing? Like, or is it more just people driving in the I'll car? I'll tell you. I think it's more people driving in the car, to be yeah, honest. I don't listen to podcasts. Like, I don't know. Why. I, I, I listen to podcasts all day long while I'm working and getting stuff done, but I try listening to some of the BMX ones that are on YouTube. It's uh, unbearable. Like I can't do it. Like I'm sound like, sucks I'm, I'm, or just the pod sucks. Uh, just, just like, there's nothing interesting about looking Watch, at people's faces it. right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. True. True. Like, I don't. I wouldn't be compelled to want to watch me and it. you yeah, like me looking you at each other. Like it, our, pick our it's pretty fucking or... stupid if you ask yeah. me. Like, yeah, like yeah. this is fine for like you're gonna go for a run, you're gonna go for a bike ride, you're gonna be in your car, and you have yeah. like a forty-five minute drive. Like, throw it on and listen to it. You know, whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't need anybody. You know, I. Yeah, I mean, yeah. personally, I don't think anybody needs to be watching unless you're doing yeah, something. Yeah, I mean, you know? there, there are some of those bigger ones that they're watched. You know. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the people. I mean, you want to watch. You know, Joe Rogan. You want to watch it. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And those are the ones that I'm watching, you know, big but. personalities. Yeah. I just curious. I don't really, I, I don't, yeah. I, I listen to almost no podcasts ever. I mean, I, I've listened in my life, maybe 10 podcasts, <laughs> like 10, no bullshit. Three of ours, yeah. three or four coffee chatters. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I yeah. Mean, just, not I thing. try to listen to a bunch, but, uh, I should, it gets old. So I, my, my commute's too small. It's only 15 minutes. And like for me to put the phone, hook the phone up, fucking cause my radio, I didn't, you know, I got a fucking base model truck. It doesn't just sink all in. So oh yeah. Plug yeah, cords yeah. in. By the time I'm, you know, just getting it situated, I'm almost to work. So, and I, I don't, I mean, I've tried to listen at work, but I just get distracted. So, yeah. I yeah. I, I, I always want to, like, you know, even that one you just did with Dale, I, I want to listen and I just haven't. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll be doing yeah. one uh, tomorrow. Uh, I'll post that up when, whenever that gets posted, I guess. But, uh, yeah, we'll see how that one goes. But yeah, I had the Dale one, which was pretty good. Uh, it was a good time. But, yeah, so right, I'll start rounding you. Picking up the notes. We're good to go. All it's right, a wrap. The wrap. It's a wrap. Hi, right, man. Later, man. Later.